When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. You're listening to the College Football Coast to Coast Show. Here are your hosts, Jacob and Tyler. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. It is Top 5 Thursday. And uh, that means we're going to get into our picks for this week, uh, this upcoming weekend. And uh, a little Top 5 for tonight. Uh, Later on in the show, we will be... uh, choosing our individual picks for the top five mascots in college sports. Um, and of course around college football. So, uh, we will be breaking that down later in the show, but first we're going to hop right into our first matchup and I'll let you take the first one. And it's an ACC. Absolutely. A big one in the, in the ACC, especially, uh, for one team that is number 19 wake forest go on the road to the carrier dome to face Syracuse. And they are a six-point favorite in this one. So for our Twitch viewers, I'm going to put up the point spreads that way that y'all know uh, who's favored in this matchup going forward. But ultimately, I think that uh, Wake Forest is just going to be too much for Syracuse. Syracuse got a really talented quarterback in Tommy DeVito. He's a really experienced quarterback, has several years behind him. I just don't think that Syracuse defense is going to be able to stop this really high-powered Wake Forest offense that's been putting up points after points uh, every week. So I think Wake Forest uh, is going to beat this point spread of six. I think at least it's going to be a touchdown, maybe get to 10 points. I'll say uh, Wake Forest wins this one 35-25 against Syracuse. Yeah, Wake Forest is averaging right now somewhere in the high 30s for the season. Um, So definitely, you know, putting points on the board at will. So uh, really nobody stopping them as far as defense. Uh, goes this season through five games. 
on the other side, Syracuse is playing pretty well on uh, on defense. I mean, they're not giving up uh, any more than three touchdowns in a game. So, uh, I mean, you still have a fighting chance in the ACC if you're keeping it under three touchdowns. So uh, I expect this game to be uh, closer than you think. I think uh, Syracuse mm. will be able to run the ball pretty well in this game. It's the passing game for me that uh, is something to pay attention to and watch with them. I I don't see Schrader being able to uh, sustain a long passing, you know, attack through this one. Uh, just, I, the numbers here just don't show me really much. I mean, he's just over 50% this season passing uh, and only around 400 yards. So they're, they're heavy, heavy run game this season. Uh, the running back already have 107 carries so far this year. So uh, that's a lot through, through five <laughs> games. Uh, but no, I expect this to be more. So I'm probably going to go, uh, give me 35, 17, uh, Wake Forest. Hmm, So way more of a a blowout than the line spread. Definitely. But yeah, I definitely agree for a few Syracuse has got to get this running game going. I mean, you got to be balanced in order to beat uh, this demon Deacons because they got a really balanced team as well. And then moving on to our second game, uh, kind of an ACC matchup, I guess. Um, <laughs> it was last year. We can call it, yeah, as of last year it was. Uh, we can call it an ACC matchup for the most part, but it's going to be number 14, Notre Dame, going on the road to face Virginia Tech. Uh, something very interesting, very weird. It's been a very long time since I've ever seen a game even. Hmm. That's interesting. This is a pick game. This Which is was a surprise. I really thought that Notre Dame was at least going to be favored by a point, but the I, fact that this is Pickham uh, Vegas uh, telling otherwise that Virginia Tech uh, is for real in this yeah, matchup. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's the Virginia Tech defense for me. Uh, big plays. I mean, making huge plays uh, this season. No more than three touchdowns this season. They've given up, uh, and that was the three touchdowns was to a good West Virginia team on the road where it was a shootout. Uh, and, and on the other side of the ball, Notre Dame's defense is playing really well. Uh, I mean, averaging through this season, the most points they've given up this year was to Toledo in a shootout. Uh, Toledo's a good team too, so uh, way better than than what their record says. So uh, I expect this game to be like the line shows, pretty even. Um, but no, I, I I don't know if Notre Dame can win this game on the road. Uh, at Virginia Tech, I'm going to go with Virginia Tech. I'm going to go with them by a field goal. So it's going to be a close one, but I'm going to go uh, 24-21 Virginia Tech at home. Yeah, I can see it being a low-scoring game, really good uh, defenses. And like you were saying, Virginia Tech, other than that West Virginia game, has really been a, a good team. You know, going back to that first game against North Carolina, really impressed me. You know, that defense was able to shut down a really talented quarterback in Sam Howell. On the other side, Notre Dame – this is like a, a really tough schedule uh, that they have in their past three games, you know, with Wisconsin, then Cincinnati, and now Virginia Tech. So they went one and one in that stretch. So let's see if they go two and one or one and two. Uh, I think this one is going to be a grinded out game, going pretty much going down uh, to the wire. But ultimately, uh, Lane Stadium is a really raucous crowd, especially whenever Inter Sandman plays, whenever the team runs out of that tunnel. It's just something different that we see in college football. 
So I'm going to go with Virginia Tech. Honestly, I'm going to agree with you on the score. 24-21 sounds about right. So give me the Hokies in this matchup. All right, so let's shift our gears from the ACC to the Big 12. And let's start with the Red River rivalry matchup, which we play in the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Texas at the State Fair. It's between number six, Oklahoma, versus number 21, Texas. So this, once again, is a top 25 matchup between these two teams. Oklahoma is a three-point favorite, and Oklahoma uh, has been going through some struggles uh, these past couple of weeks and season pretty much. Uh, just edging out, you know, against Kansas State and then West Virginia a couple of weeks ago and then Tulane, the home opener. But the offense is still there with Spencer Rattler. Uh, let's see if they can find their identity against their arch rival in Texas. Texas, on the other hand, has had one bad game against Arkansas, but we've seen what Arkansas is capable to do in some games, obviously not last week against Georgia. But uh, this is going to be a high – this might not be a high-scoring shootout, as many think. Uh, defense, both defenses uh, are really stepping it up. I do think, though, in the end, this will get into the 30s. I think the winner is going to get into the 30s. Loser will be in the 20s. But I'm going to go hook them horns here. I think Texas is going to get the job done. Oklahoma has just been too inconsistent for me. So I'll go Texas 31-27. Yeah, uh I, I do expect this game to be somewhat lower scoring. I'm going to go really the same the same way, you know, in that aspect. But uh, I just haven't seen what I want to see from Spencer Rattler this season. Um, and I don't know if that was just because of all the hype around him being, you know, the so-called uh, Heisman favorite this season. Uh, but I just, I don't know. And it just seems to me like the te- like Texas is just a more complete team. Uh, just watching games this season, they, I know they haven't played each other this year, so I, you can't really compare them in that way, but they just look more put together to me. It, Oklahoma just looks like they're throwing stuff together a lot, uh, and I don't know if that's just because Rattler doesn't look like he has the time in the pocket that he is used to having like he did last year. Uh, I, I don't I don't know if... Uh, that is the issue on the offensive line. Uh, and, of course, Lincoln Riley is a great play caller, so I don't think it's anything to do with how the offense is running the game. Uh, but I, I think Texas will pull this one out. Uh, they just seem to be on a roll right now, and Oklahoma's games are just too close for me to to really sit there and say they can win this uh, convincingly. So uh, I'm going to go with Texas as well in this one. Uh, I'm going to go 27-21, uh, Texas. So moving on to our second game in the Big 12, it's going to be uh, TCU. The uh, Horn Frogs will be going on the road to face the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Uh, Tyler, I, I want to get your thoughts first. First on the spread... And uh, basically, do, is this going to be a that traditional Big 12 shootout? Yes, yes, it will. <laughs> I definitely think both of these uh, teams have the offenses to score, you know, 30, 40 points, maybe even 50 points. I just think, like, whenever TCU and Texas Tech plays, it always seems like it gets into the 40s. Like, it, it was one year we had Texas, like, I think TCU scored, like, 63 points and the Texas Tech scored 40. It was a blowout, but I mean, 
both teams scored over 40 points. So, I mean, it doesn't really happen uh, that too much often in college football. But now with the evolution of all these modern offenses, we've seen more. But, yeah, I'm really surprised of, of the point spread of how low it is, uh, two points. I mean, TCU – uh, and Texas Tech are, are pretty evenly matched teams. Both had their struggles throughout the season. I think TCU is probably the more talented team, but this is a really tricky road test for them uh, and Lubbock against Texas Tech. I'm going to go against the point spread here. I'm going to go with the home team and the Red Raiders, but I also may think that this one's going to be close. I'm going to go 48-45 Texas Tech. Yeah, um, I'm going to follow you right in behind you again. Uh with this one uh, yeah i don't think the point spread is i i'm surprised it went minus two to tcu yeah uh really on the road um that's kind of strange but i don't know if they're looking at analytics in this game but i'm i'm just looking at sheer win loss in this in in the chances uh you're looking at a tcu team that put up a fight against texas maybe that's why um, yeah, and looking at the Texas That's like game the only because reason why I would say that this is so low. Yeah, because I mean, if you're going to look at Texas Tech, who played them two weeks ago, not last week, but two weeks ago, you know they got blown out seventy to thirty-five. So <laughs> not pretty, right? And that's just a that's just a Texas offense taking it out uh, from the week before. So uh, I I don't know. And you're looking TCU's two and two. I mean, they, and they also lost a game to SMU. At home, I mean, they've lost two SMU's games at home. Pretty good too. Yeah, I mean, this is this is crazy to think about, but this is TCU's first road game of the year. Really? So yeah. So I mean, you're playing four games at home to start the season, um, and this is this will be their fifth game of the year. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know I, this game. If I was a betting person, I would definitely bet against the spread in this game. Um, I'm gonna go TX Tex. Uh, I'm gonna say TCU, <laughs> but I'm gonna go Texas Tech. Sorry, uh, man, I'm gonna go 38, uh, 31 in this game. Texas Tech. It's a little bit low scoring, but so far we're pretty much agreeing so far of our picks. Let's see if that can gonna continue now as you go to the Big Ten. And honestly, this next game might be the game of the year. A lot of college football playoff implications and Big Ten championship implications as well. And this one has number four Penn State goes on the road to Kinnick to play number three Iowa. And this is another low, uh, you know, look at the line here. One and a half, I, I really agree with that. I think this is pretty much a coin flip of whoever's going to win this one. Iowa coming off a really impressive victory against Maryland, 51 to 14. Penn State coming off a really good win against Indiana, putting up a shutout, twenty-four to nothing, uh, getting some revenge uh, from last year's game. Uh, but I think defense is going to be the storyline in this matchup between the Nittany Lions and the Hawkeyes. Both offenses uh, really have found their identity. You know, Penn State you really trusts on Sean Clifford. I was. Really got a, a balanced attack in both the running game and then with Petrus, uh, their quarterback. Uh, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I'm going to go Penn State 24, Iowa 21. I think uh, they get it done, and they get it done uh, late. Yeah, um, yeah, like you said, uh, this game is, I think, undoubtedly the game of the year. 
um, this season. I don't think there's going to be any other game that's going to amount to the amount of craziness that's in this game. Um, people, most people will think this is boring football. I think in this one, but this is this is going to be fun football for me. Um, of course, I'm a little biased. Um, just because I, I am a... And I'm taking for that. I mean, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I am a Penn State fan. Uh, it, it runs in the family, so I kind of sucked into it. Um, but, no, I, I think that a lot of back and forth has happened in this rivalry over the last few years. I mean, you're talking last-second touchdown with McSorley. That was the uh, craziest game I've ever watched, honestly. Right. To Jawan Johnson in the back in the back of the end zone, no time on the clock. You're talking about you know an Iowa team that put up a fight in Happy Valley. Uh, it's it's going to be a nuts game, and uh, a three o'clock kickoff for this game is kind of strange. But it should um, definitely be a night game. ABC should have took this one without a doubt. Definitely, I don't know if they're taking into account that Penn State's already had two ABC night games this season. Um, um, maybe well, last week. Uh, Kirk Herbstreit and Chris Fowler weren't even on the call. They called the 11 o'clock Arkansas-Georgia right. game. So. You're right. That was really strange. But, um, no, I, and I think the difference in this game is going to be uh, Sean Clifford. I, I, I just – he has gone over and above the expectations I think the people people had for him this season. Uh, a shaky last season. I don't know if that was because of the whole COVID issue, but – I I am shocked with his numbers so far this year. Completely different quarterback, not the same person. Uh, to an Iowa team that is a great defensive team. I mean, they've they've put more points up on defense, and I think they have on offense this season. Um, and I think that we've talked about that already, uh, you and me. But I expect this to be a game where it's gonna it's gonna take a lot to stop Iowa, especially at home. Uh, one of the toughest environments in Big Ten football, if not all of college football. Um, I I don't know if this game's going to get over 20 points for either team. Uh, so I'm actually going to go low in this game, and I expect Penn State's defense to step up. I don't think that uh, the offensive line can stop Penn State's edge rushers or linebackers in this game. Uh, you're talking about all-out uh, talent on, on both sides of the ball. So I'm going to go Penn State in this one. I'm going to go 17-7 in this game, uh, Penn State on the road. Hmm. And then moving on to our second Big Ten matchup, uh, kind of a sleeper game, I think, here. Uh, this is definitely a uh, trap game, I think, for, for Michigan on the road. Uh, it's going to be number nine, Michigan, on the road to Nebraska, Lincoln, Nebraska, to play uh, the Cornhuskers. So it's a three-point spread to Michigan, really? which is low. Uh, and I think it all comes down to if McNamara can actually, you know, take advantage of of opportunities down the field. I think in this one, um, of course, I won't spend too long on this game. But if if they get beat down, if Nebraska gets beat down the field, I think this game is over. Uh, but if Nebraska's defense does step up. At home and like they've played so far this season, giving Michigan State a run for their money, uh, I expect Nebraska to pull this game out. Uh, I'm going to go 27-24 in this game. Really close game. So you're going with the Cornhuskers? Yes. You know what? I'm going to have to agree with you, bud. I'm going to go with Nebraska. <laughs> you know what? 
there's I just don't think, you know, like you said, Nebraska not only has played Michigan State close, they played Oklahoma close as well. I mean, those are two games that they probably should have won, you know, one win in overtime. Uh, and the other was a close nail body one. They threw a, a late pick with, I mean, that, that was a, honestly the greatest pick of the season so far. But Michigan's offense uh, really did a good job in their last game against Wisconsin. I just don't think Wisconsin is the same thing, the same team uh, that we realize uh, in the preseason. You know, Graham Mertz uh, isn't really a good quarterback of the season. Michigan, for me, I mean, Nebraska, I mean, if you can stop Michigan's run game, I just don't trust uh, McNamara and, you know, his ability uh, to throw the ball. I just don't think you even have a game uh, this season throwing over 200 yards. So if Nebraska's defense can rise to the occasion and, you know, stuff uh, that run game, I think Nebraska is going to get the job done. I think it's going to be right at that three-point uh, margin. I have the Cornhuskers pulling off this upset 27-24. to 24. Yeah, when, you know, when you think about it, when you said you were talking about the Oklahoma game too, uh, if you think about it, Nebraska could really be a a, a real contender as a five and one team. They right could now. be ranked if uh, yeah, I mean they 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 could be a top fifteen top fifteen team in the college football rankings right now yep. if they pull those two games out. And they got a great yeah, chance. Yeah, Motley uh, in the season opener against Illinois too because Illinois is not the same team. Uh, no, when they were, whenever they played Nebraska. No, absolutely not. All right, so from the Big Ten, we will go to the Pac-12, and this is a huge game in the Pac-12. Stanford, you know, coming off of that upset against number three Oregon, trying to overtake them in the Pac-12 North, and then number twenty-two Arizona State, the same thing, coming off of a big win against UCLA, try to take over the Pac-12 South. And look at this point spread. Man, Vegas loves them Sun Devils. 13 points against Stanford. I I don't know. I'm having a hard time thinking that this is going to be an Arizona State blowout win. I do think that Arizona State is going to get the job done. I think this is going to be a, a little high-scoring game. These are really two talented offense, two talented quarterbacks as well, especially in, in Jaden Daniels. Uh, so I think uh, at home Arizona State's going to get this one close, uh, get this one done. But it's, it's going to be a, a really close game, back and forth. It's just really hard, you know. I know Stanford's coming off of the big win; they might be too high on themselves uh, going to Tempe in this one. But I'm just not agreeing with Vegas on this one. I'll go 38-31 Arizona State. Yeah, uh, I think the story of this game is uh, number one Arizona State at home. Uh, with some momentum, and also Stanford coming off of a huge win. Uh, I think Stanford's going to be juiced. I think they're going to be ready to go uh, for this one, and, and I expect them to come out firing, uh, take an early lead in this game, just just straight adrenaline rush. Um, and, and I think I'm going to go against the spread here. And I'm going to take Stanford on the road, actually, mm. in this one. I think if Stanford runs the ball as well as they did against against Oregon, uh, I think they win this game. It's going to be a close one because I, I think Arizona State, definitely they have the offense to, to stay in this game. Uh, but I don't know. I, I don't think that it can be sustained uh, that – 
Arizona State could stop them the entire game. I know that they're not giving that many yards up on the ground this season. Uh, but just glancing at numbers, not that numbers truly matter. Um, but I, I think Stanford can pull this game out. Uh, I'm going to go this game. I'm going to go 31-28 uh, Stanford on the road. Well, folks, that's our first uh, disagreement of the show. <laughs> <laughs> And then we're going to move on to our last Pac-12 matchup. Two teams that have kind of flown under the radar. Um, and one of those teams being the Oregon State Beavers going on the road to face the other team that is uh, gliding right above the treetops, I guess you could say. And that is the 2-3 and three Washington State. Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know, man. This is... More than a three and a half point spread for me. I, I think that Oregon State will win this game convincingly. I don't see how Washington State even even hangs on in this game to a close game. Uh, so I, I'm going to go Oregon State in this game. I'm going to get them a big win, and it's it's probably going to be a a 42-24 win. Yeah, Washington State just doesn't have the athletes to even compete with Oregon State. Man, Oregon State might be, you know, the biggest surprise team because I don't think anyone, you know, picked this team, you know, beat USC uh, in the preseason. I mean, USC was picked by a lot of people uh, to win the Pac-12 South. But, yeah, three and a half, uh, it's kind of lenient for Washington State. I'm going to have this as another statement win for Oregon State. I'm going to go 45-17 Beavs. All right, now on to the SEC, and we got another two big matchups here in the conference. First one being number 13, Arkansas, at number 17, Ole Miss. Both teams looking to get a bounce-back victory after losing both of their respective matchups last weekend. And Ole Miss uh, opens this one as a a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Both really talented offenses. I mean, you got Matt Corral on, on one side, K.J. Jefferson on the other. You know, both coming off of probably their worst games of the season. So I think both of those quarterbacks uh, will have a more positive game uh, this for this one. But uh, defense has uh, kind of been up and down. Arkansas defense probably has a little bit more talent than the Ole Miss defense. But I just think the offenses are just way talented uh, on both sides. And this is going to get into the 30s. But it ultimately, I have Ole Miss uh, winning this one 38-34. to yeah, uh, five-point spread, I think, is about right in this game. Uh, I think they did get this one right as far as offense goes. As far as defense goes, yeah, I do agree with you that Arkansas, I think, has the better defense in this game. Uh, I don't think the Rebels can can stop uh, K.J. Jefferson on offense either. Uh, I don't know if, I, if I'm if i all on the Ole Miss hype uh, anymore this season after seeing an abysmal loss to Alabama on the road where I thought they would actually you know, pick a fight, uh, just, just nothing there. And of course, Arkansas coming off their worst game of the season, uh, against the Georgia team that looks like they're ready for the world. So, uh, I'm going to go with the Razorbacks, I think on the road, uh, a lot of talent on that, on that team. And I, and I think Sam Pittman, uh, can, can take uh, full advantage of the recruiting that he has done uh, for that university. And they can, uh, they can come out with a win here in Oxford, um, and I think the story of this game is going to be, is going to be 
uh, the secondary for Ole Miss, uh, they're just not good this year. They're terrible. Uh, and if KJ Jefferson gets the chance to throw the ball down the field, he's very accurate. I, I think they will. Uh, I, I think they will win this game. It's going to be a high-scoring game in this one as well. Uh, I'm going to go 38-34 in this game. Uh, Razorbacks. Yeah, this is a big game uh, for both of these teams as well because I think the winner of this one will ultimately uh, get the number two spot in the SEC West and ultimately have a better bowl game and maybe the Citrus Bowl or even the Outback Bowl as well. Right, and that'll lead us into, I think, the biggest matchup in the SEC for the weekend, and that's going to be the number two Georgia Bulldogs going on the road to Auburn to face the Tigers. Um, 15 and a half point spread. Um, hmm. <laughs> we questioned the spread last week and look what happened. <laughs> yeah, we questioned it last week, but, uh, I'm going to question it again this week, I think as well. Um, I, I think Auburn's good enough to keep this a two touchdown game. Um, uh, especially uh, coming off of a game against LSU where it was a close one. I mean, LSU played well, LSU played it well enough to win that game. Um, just too much firepower and too much magic in the backfield from Bo Nix. Uh, and he's a good quarterback and can't shy away from, from talent like that. Um, and on the other side of the ball, I mean, you're going to see, uh, a good running game from Georgia and a front front group. That's ruthless. Um, it's going to be a shootout and I, I'm going to take Georgia on the road. Um, but I expect it to be close. I don't expect it to be crazy high scoring either. Uh, I'm going to go 21-10 in this one, and I'll take uh, the Bulldogs. Yeah, th- th- I mean, what Bo Nix showed me uh, on the road at LSU uh, really impressed me. seems like he's maturing uh, throughout uh, this season's goes because, I mean, even going back to the Penn State game uh, on the road, he didn't have that bad of a game. I mean, his – his team played uh, really well. The defense was there as well. Uh, uh, Georgia, on the other hand, uh, got a really uh, good offense, as you know, been progressing ever since the season opener when they only scored uh, 10 points and one touchdown in that game. That touchdown came on defense. So that after that game, that offense has been, you know, flying on all cylinders, you know, going back to that last game against Arkansas. Uh, honestly, it doesn't even matter who uh, who the quarterback is anymore. I mean, Stetson Bennett is pretty good. He's a really efficient quarterback that really fits well in the Georgia offense. Same with JT Daniels. So I'm not going to, you know, go and question the point spread again. I've learned my lesson. I'm going to go Georgia 31 to 10 against Auburn. All right. So now let's get into our top five of the week for this top five Thursday. So this week is going to be top five mascot mascots that could either be live or you know like you see on the screen here on twitch uh where you have humans in mascot costumes so here we go let's kick it off with number five you have number five being the organ duck himself yeah um i have met the organ duck personally um i would say it was not a great experience (laughs) um he sort of stole my stuff and ran with it and I had to chase him to go get it back. Uh, yeah. Wait a minute. When did you meet him? <laughs> uh, well, I met him at uh, the Senior Bowl. 
Oh. About, uh, what, two years I know ago? nothing about the Senior Bowl, so I guess a select few of mascots go to it? Yes, correct. So I guess uh, I guess they pick a select few of popular mascots to go to mm. the Senior Bowl um, and represent their uh, university. So, and the Orkin Duck is, is always iconic and is always there. Right. But uh, no, I, I, he's a very good uh, entertainer, and, and I think that's why he's in my top five. Of course, he's a classic. Um, I think one of the most put together mascots uh, in college football, and, and I think that he is automatically on the top five uh, for this list. Yeah, I have to agree with that, but he's not going to be top five uh, on my list. As you're going to see a trend here with my mascots. For number five, I got to go with Tusk, uh, the official mascot of Arkansas. I mean, it's a dang Razorback. I mean, how? What else uh, could you ask for? Uh, it's just uh, you know a really uh, interesting and you know one of the most uh, unique nicknames and mascots uh, in all. Of college football you know the woo pig suey chan and then you have tusk with it i mean there's nothing better than you know an arkansas race back like tusk yeah i think uh well I, I have lived in arkansas personally and i know that those people are all about their woo pig suey over there oh yeah so uh i i don't know i've seen a wild razor back before um they're not fun so I can imagine. That's why I put it on this. They're not fun, but I won't ever have to deal with it. So. Yeah, it's not a it's not a petting animal. It's a, it definitely not yeah. an animal you want to pet, um, because he will will charge and and hurt you very yes. badly. But uh, no, I think he's he's pretty he's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool, and <laughs> I like to call them hogs down in Fayetteville. All right, to number four with your pick, you got Colorado's own Ralphie the Buffalo. Yeah, and I think the most impressive thing here is the fact that those guys there, if no, you're watching on Twitch, I could never. Those guys there, I mean, they better get paid thirty dollars an hour. I mean, I'm that. pretty sure they need to sign a waiver or something because I mean, you got to carry around this buffalo, you know, who's like going up and down with his head, like attacking someone. I'm sure he wants to like attack the fo- opposing football players coming onto the field. Yeah, I mean, I think the only thing that would make it better is I think if they do a raffle for what fraternity kid has to ride him into the stadium every Saturday, um, I think that would be kind of funny. Uh, it'd be kind of dangerous, though, but I, I really don't care at that point. But <laughs> I think those guys have to run as fast as that buffalo, and that <laughs> buffalo moves. Yep. That thing he he doesn't wait for no one, that's for sure. No, that man is zooming. So, uh, uh, creds to those guys. No, but he's a cool mascot. Anytime you got a live mascot in the stadium, he's got to be on my top five. All right. My, uh, number four is going to be another live mascot on my list. And that's going to be the Georgia Bulldog, Ugga. One of the most iconic, uh, dogs. I mean, pretty much like there's like tons of colleges, uh, you know, that have bulldog nickname and a bulldog mascot, you know, even in the SEC, you have Mississippi State with Bully, but Bully doesn't even compare uh, with Ugga. Now, I'm not really a fan of Bulldogs. I think, you know, they're not one of the most attractive dogs uh, in the universe. I'm more of a golden retriever type. Uh, but Ugga is really cool. I mean, he gets to stay in an air-conditioned, you know, like little 
pet house uh, during the games, and he got he gets to watch a good football team uh, every week. So got to give it to Uga for number four. All right, going on to our top three, and you have a very interesting one and probably the most weirdest mascots in all of college football, the Stanford tree. Yay, the meth tree. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, I think the oddest looking thing known to man, I think I made one of those in third grade, actually, that really looks close to that. Um, No, I, I think it's just a hilarious joke of a mascot, and it's on my number three, because I've actually met that thing no. the senior bowl that thing in person yes okay i have to go to the senior bowl down to see all these mascots we just need to go on a like <laughs> vlogging trip to go see the mascots yes and they're just wild they're weird and this is the weirdest thing especially when he spins in circles and <laughs> like all of the leaves go like it it looks like you when you go through a car wash and you know the things that like <laughs> the big that's what it looks like so that's- yeah, just a funky looking mascot, and I have to go with it for just creativity. Honestly, that's probably one of my top five worst ones. But I mean, <laughs> if you played NCAA fourteen, if you don't do Stanford versus Syracuse, and uh, you know the mascot mashup, say a uh, big old orange versus Stanford tree, and they're flipping all <laughs> over the field, and it, I don't know, I I couldn't really get on the Stanford tree one. It, it's just a weird funky. Look at mascot, and honestly, it just makes me like hate Christmas every time I see it because that's what it's just such a bad tree. I don't know. Sorry, Stanford fans, I just can't get on that train. But with that being said, I'm not gonna take the meth tree, I'm gonna go with Vivo, the Texas Longhorn himself. I mean, how can you not put a Longhorn on a top five list? I mean, look at this, like, he like. I want to go back to the Sugar Bowl. I, you know, my top four, we saw Uga and Bevo, you know, interact. We know how that went. Bevo wanted to truck right over him, and Uga wanted no part of him. We know how that matchup went. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Bevo is one of the most iconic mascots, uh, not only in the Big 12, but in college football. And honestly, if I had one of these in my backyard, I would just – you know, be intimidated. I'm sure my neighbors would be intimidated as well. So I got to go Bevo just because of intimidation factor of alone. All right, let's go to the top two and you have LSU's own Mike the Tiger. Yes, from one intimidating one to another. Um, I, I The reason, okay, I'm going to open with the reason why Mike is mm-hmm. not my number one. Um, and I know that we talked about this pre-show, so I'm going to give you uh, my reasoning why he's on my number two and not my one. Uh, number two, because they no longer let Mike in the stadium anymore. Well, because um, Peter came after him and they do not like that. Right. And I, I don't know. I think it's stupid in that sense. But I think that he should be in the stadium. I mean, you have a buffalo in the stadium. You have a longhorn <laughs> in the stadium. You have a bulldog in the you stadium. You have the sooner schooner with the horses, and I mean, half of the time they fall off of it and tip Heck, over. They, they do a barrel roll on that thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, shoot, they're over there doing barrel rolls. I mean, he's in a cage. What is he going to do? So, I, yeah, I, I mean, they're not riding him into battle or anything. So, I mean, that's like, it's not Marty. Like, whenever he was like riding around the. The stadium, like, the opposing teams felt like, oh, God, we got to go into this environment. <laughs> I just yeah. don't think, like, that 
that you got like the same environment anymore, like the old Death Valley, and then you have this Death Valley that's you know not as good as it used to be. Right. Nine number two, I gotta go with Ralphie as well. I mean, like you said, I mean you got to give respect to these guys, you know, carrying this big half a, of a of a buffalo. I mean, buffalo, you know, Ralphie and Bevo. I want to see them like get into a tussle and see who actually wins. I really want to see this. It needs to be like a pay per view or something. But really, Ralphie is a really cool uh, mascot, and honestly, I would just go to the University of Colorado just to see him just like run run around the whole entire field. Honestly, it would be more entertaining to watch him run around for three hours and probably their football team. <laughs> With that being said, let's see number one, and you got Bevo. Okay, so let's 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 backpedal just a, just a little bit. Uh, a thought ran through my mind. Um, you had mentioned about NCAA 14 earlier in the mascots. Right. What if, <laughs> I don't know if you're going to be thinking the same thing I'm thinking, but what if we had live buffaloes against live longhorns Ooh. on NCAA 14? Now that would be the best, the best game of all time. Right. That there. would be. So be 12 uh, Bevos versus 12 Rappies <laughs> and see who wins. How do they carry the ball? With their horns, <laughs> they just like they just like stick it. Yeah, it's like deflated by the time they like get to midfield, but they like, oh, like try to no. stick it in their horns and don't get into deflated football. There'd be a lot of targeting, guy. that's for sure. <laughs> use the head for everything. <laughs> no, real uh, use of the horns. Yeah, right. Um, no, I put Bevo number one because first of all, like unlike Mike. They let him in the stadium. They do. They do. And it is like I said, you've seen well, what happens when they let him in the stadium. True, but that's just cool. And I think it's it it's is. an animal. I mean, she's it's inter- I like animal interaction, especially if a, a a big man like Bevo versus a little man like Yaga. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, it's better than seeing two guys, two drunk guys in the stands punching each other over mm. stupidity. So, I mean, I, I think it's pretty cool. Um. No, he's my number one just because it's an iconic mascot and it it's truly just awesome. Uh, I would love to meet Bevo in person. I would uh, too. I don't know if I would want to be. Yeah, I would have to like be in a cage myself, and he just can just roam around <laughs> me while I you know gaze at him. <laughs> All right, with that being said, my number one is Mike the Tiger. And honestly, this man lives in probably a better house than all of us do. I mean, this man is living in paradise. I don't know. PETA, you know, doesn't know what they're talking about. I mean, I think Mike uh, wants to live here rather than, you know, living in the jungle, you know, where he has all sorts of other predators, you know, going after him. And he doesn't have to deal about that. All he has to deal about is a bunch of fans, you know, wanting – to see him every uh, Saturday in the fall. But like you said, uh, you know, like going back to not him being around the stadium, I definitely get that, uh, th- that he's not uh, in your top two. But I got to go uh, with Mike the Tiger, uh, one of the most uh, iconic uh, mascots. And uh, not many uh, schools uh, have a live tiger like, you know, Auburn and uh, Memphis. Uh, who other else is tiger? But. I definitely, uh, you know, almost went with Bevo by number one, but I went with Mike the Tiger, just cause. <laughs> and that'll Not be all. Not or anything. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all, no. <laughs> no, guys, but that'll be all for our show uh, today. And uh, if you're on Twitch, once again, you can see our social media is linked there on Twitter, Instagram, and, of course, Twitch. Uh, if you are listening on anywhere you get your podcast, you can follow us on Twitter at CFB underscore coast to coast. That is CFB underscore coast, the number two coast. Uh, we will see you guys on Tuesday. We'll be recapping this. Uh, I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, somewhat mildish, but entertaining week six plus one yeah. game. Um so uh, if you guys do have any questions, comments, or concerns, please reach out to us on our social media. We will see you guys on Tuesday, uh, and we will recap. Thank you guys for listening. We will catch you later. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 